Hi everyone, welcome to the Let Me Tell You Something podcast. It is Wista. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about the shit that I want to talk about, not what you want to talk about, because if we talked about what you wanted to talk about, you'd be here. We are here with another week. I don't even know what the hell I'm gonna be talking about, you guys. Like, there's so many topics and so much shit that happened within the span of like when I record the last episode that I don't even know what we're gonna talk about this week. And first things first is I need to give myself some props. We are being consistent. So yes you guys got a new episode so thank you very much yes let me give myself a pat in the back but let's get on to gratitude before we get even get to life updates because i think that's very important to gratitude thank you so much for listening to this episode i appreciate it if you gave me a five second stream bitch thank you so much because guess what i took five seconds your fucking life okay well life update well obviously you guys know last episode i told you guys about my job and everything and i think i was talking to my friend because she got her job a little bit um, before my, before I got mine. And she was just talking about how like, when it comes to like emails and like email etiquette, sometimes she feels like certain emails that she gets, there's like a passive aggressive tone. And I had to tell her straight up, I was like, girl, you just gotta put your emotions to the side when it comes to work. And I know it's so hard sometimes, but just do your thing and then just clock out. Do your thing and just clock out. And I told her this, get that experience and then go find a place where you're going to pre- you're gonna feel appreciated or enter into entrepreneurship. But I'm going to keep saying that entrepreneurship is not easy because we love to glamorize entrepreneurship. Like I told her straight up, just do what you got to do and keep it moving because there is no such thing as the perfect workplace. Hate to break it to you. There's no such thing as the perfect workplace. You can love everything about the place, but there's always going to be some shit about it. Just like when it comes to relationships, there's always going to be some shit. Like that's just life. Life always likes to kick you with a combo. Now that we are done with the life update, let's get on with the topic of the week. One of the first topics that we are going to be talking about is relationships. Yes, I feel like we talk about relationships almost like every single fucking episode. But guess what? Love makes the world go around. <laughs> okay, so Lizzo has a boyfriend, you guys. It was all over the shade room and all over like other media outlets. Like everyone's been talking about Lizzo's mystery man. He is a comedian. I forgot his name, but he's a comedian. And they've known each other for like a long time. Like there's pictures of them together through like many factors and eras in her career so a lot of people were like oh my god that's amazing she has a boyfriend and then some people on twitter were like what the fuck how the fuck did she have a boyfriend how the fuck did she have a man and i'm like i will never understand why some of y'all are surprised that plus size women can pull dudes like plus size women like have partners like y'all are always surprised that a woman who is plus size mid-size or even like BBW, because I, I will say this because a lot of y'all confuse like all the levels of being plus size because BBW plus size and the midsize so different things. And then also too, is when it comes to like being midsize, there's like a sector I call plus mid where it's like, yeah, you're midsize. But the conversation about Lizzo having a boyfriend literally was relatable to anybody who grew up plus size, experienced being plus size in their teens or their adult age, even for the newly plus size, because yes, there's newly plus size, and then the used to be plus size. So if you, if you're like me, and I personally say my weight likes to swag surf, you know what, let's not talk about that. But yes, I like to say that. But if you grew up a little bit chubbier, you have more meat on your body throughout growing up, because genetics just is like, fuck you, bitch, like your metabolism gonna be slow. And you're the type of person where you gotta, you gotta work out for the rest of your fucking life to even like, to even go through a day to eat some carbs or if you're like me the smallest you'll get even like at my current weight loss journey right now lost 50 pounds 
the smallest I've ever been when it comes to like clothing sizes is a size 12 in women's size 12 size 10 and then when it comes to like up top I'll be like a small medium top my body's like no bitch this is what it is this is it even when we leave the 200s we just gonna be at a 180 and we're done so everyone's body is different but I will say this it's crazy how a lot of y'all really don't think that plus size women can get dudes because I've noticed that when it comes to like groups of women the one the two y'all love to clown the most and this is what I just noticed if you if you don't fit in this demographic and but it's still relatable for you I'm happy but this is my personal opinion I've noticed y'all love to clown plus size women and older women Yes, older women too, because I've noticed that. I've noticed that, especially with the older women. Y'all love to clown older women, but not realizing that, bitch, you're going to be fucking old too. You're old in somebody's fucking eyes. But let's get back to this plus size women talk. But when it comes to that, oh, well, just to bring that up too. And if you're like older and you're plus size, it's just a mess. But my experience I'm going to be bringing up and the experiences that I'm going to be speaking about are mainly about plus size black women, Okay. So if you're plus size, but you're not black, um, I, I hope you can kind of relate to it to an extent. If you can't, well, girl, that's on you, not on me. And to the plus size men, you might be able to relate to it to an extent. In the end, like I said, for the, for the non-black plus size women, that's on y'all, not on me. Okay, well, I think the thing is like growing up plus size or even like dealing with, the, dealing with like dating while being plus size, you have to like... I will say this and I know someone like, what's the, what the fuck like especially like you know how it feels like to be in a room but nobody notices you and this kind of goes with like the conversation about pretty privilege because pretty privilege is real and I know somebody's gonna be like well I've seen pretty plus size girls yes but then you have to realize society's norms and like their expectations when it comes to like body positivity guess what you don't you you don't fit what society deems as beautiful which is fucking trash but back to what I was saying when you're like plus size in a room nobody notices you sometimes they might notice some people but I will say for me I've been in rooms where they don't notice me but then the minute I start talking the minute I fucking start talking they're like oh shit wait what like what the hell you had all this personality because sometimes too is when you don't fit the standard of what society believes it's like damn bitch I'm fucking big and then now I'm being seen as I'm fucking ugly and shit like that and then you're also getting bullied and shit like that then you have to think about damn let me go build a fucking personality and it also gives you the chance to read people because now I just know people's intentions and I just know, okay, I can't fuck with you because you remind me of motherfuckers that I grew up with. That's what I'll say, especially if you grew up plus size. I know I newly plus size folks, I will say this for some of y'all, y'all are getting karma for what y'all did to plus size people because I'll personally say this right now. Some of the people who bullied me for my weight, y'all are plus size now. Like Pop Smoke said, welcome to the fucking party. I just been at the party a little bit longer than you and I just, just saying, I just shed some of the weight and that weight that I lost just went on to you. But back to what I was saying, you, especially when you're growing up being plus size, you kind of have to build a personality. You kind of have to find ways to make yourself stand out of the crowd, sadly, because if you're in a crowd, nobody's going to notice you. They'll just be like, oh, you're just a big girl. That's it. And then when you get to like high school, that I'll tell you this right now and I've, I've I've had this conversation with so many other plus size women you will get bullied and bullied and bullied and bullied to the max you'll be called this and that but then 
in private, the motherfucker who's bullying you will be all nice. I've experienced that till this day still. You will talk shit about me in front of everybody. But then it's like, hey, what's the, you know, how are you? This and that. Just just admit that you like plus size women. What's wrong with that? I get it. Because some of y'all, especially when it comes to like dating, y'all like to date what y'all friends like to date. Or you like to date somebody who you think would impress your friends. In the end, date who the fuck you want to date. Stop caring what the fuck people are going to say. If you like plus size women, you like plus size women. Just deal with it. Because I had a friend and I, you know what? He listens to this fucking podcast. But I don't care. I've said his name before on this podcast and he's been on this podcast before. I remember back in college, my roommate at the time, she was a BBW. She was a BBW. Now she is plus size. There's a difference between BBW and plus size. Okay. But she's a used to be BBW. Now she's plus size. She lost some weight. Okay. But this friend, he would always try to act like he wasn't into her like that this night he'll be a little touchy with me too and I'd be like back up but he would always try to act like he wasn't into that and I remember when I told him I was like dude just admit you like plus size women it's okay live your life live your truth and guess what you guys I found out the whole time he was my roommate sneaky link but also he was a sneaky link to my friend and sir i know you're listening to this i just hope that you are not sleeping in that same twin size bed that my friend said that you had but you know what (laughs) let me shut up and keep it moving i remember hearing from a guy who was saying he goes for plus size women because he thinks that they have no standards or they might be insecure that is fucking crazy because like what the fuck just because you think she's plus size you think that she doesn't get attention like I said before that roommate I told you guys about that was a BBW she when I tell you she was getting the guys oh my god man like I (laughs) when I tell you she was getting athlete type of dudes and that's another thing too is when it comes to like dating while being plus size when those athletic dudes trying to holler at you I'm thinking to myself it's, it's two things are you trying to be my trainer with benefits? Like, are you trying to train me? Or like, am I am I one of your clients that you just want to post me on your website and be like, yo, I hope they lose this weight? Or the second thing is, are you trying to mold me into the woman that you want me to be for you? That's another thing. Cause a lot of y'all, a lot of y'all muscular dudes, some of y'all are really trying to be trainers with benefits. I don't mind the training, but <laughs> the benefit part, I don't know about that right now because um you have to get tested all the time with me. Okay. I don't know. Cause if you if you're doing that with me, I know you're doing that with your fucking clients. And then also too is with like this aspect of being plus size and dating is when you're going on like online dating and then you got to meet the person like you got to meet the person you're speaking to in person and that is like the most nerve-wracking thing so like I I will also say this because I had this conversation with a lot of my plus size women friends and like even my sister who's also plus size like there's the plus size girl with the chubby face and then you got the plus size girl with like the slim face so it's kind of like i'm not trying to say you might be catfishing but you could kind of catfish a little bit depending on like your angles and shit like if you're in the category of you got the chubby face like myself like you already know what you gain you already know what you're getting if you're like the slim faced one you don't know yet because i've been in situations where i meet a guy and they're like wait you're smaller than I thought you would be. And I'm just like, I don't know if I should take that as a compliment 
or should I be offended? It's so weird because especially, I don't get it. Cause when y'all meet the person to person, y'all like, oh, you're bigger than I expected or you're smaller than I expected. How are we supposed to take that in? Cause I'm just gonna walk away. That's just me. But also too is sometimes we have these moments where like we wanna meet you, like we wanna meet the person that we've been talking to, but then we're like, damn, I might be bigger than they think. Cause I know plenty of women, plus size women who've been in this situation where you back up from a date because you probably think you're bigger than what the dude expected. And then he's like, bro, I've seen you in person. I've seen you before. And it's like, damn, really? Like I've been in a situation like that. Like you've already seen me before. Come to realize me and this motherfucker had like many mutual friends and we've been at like events together. I'm, well well hey sir but i'm gonna keep saying this i'm like so surprised y'all really are like shook that lizzo guy's a man have you guys not watched my 600 pound life have y'all not watched like certain shows based off of plus size people where they have partners just because you're not into plus size women men regardless of the gender doesn't mean there's not somebody out there into them but i will say something that people who are plus size have to be cautious about is chubby chasers where they are feeders, where they want to feed the shit out of you and plump you up. Like that is like their desire. I'm not going to kink shame anybody, but that is something you have to think about because it's like, damn, you want me to eat and keep on eating, keep on eating, keep on eating, keep on eating so I can hit like a certain weight so it could satisfy you. You have to be careful with those like people's intentions. So that's regardless of like your weight or like how you look like or your size. But I'll say this, like just being a plus size woman in the dating world, well, I'll say I'm like mid plus size now because I've always been like mid size where if I went to like a Torrid, I couldn't fit in the smallest size. But if I went to like a regular, like basic store, I could fit in the XL. But then I'm like, mm, I wish I had a little bit more room. So even for like mid size folks, depending on where you're at, because I said mid plus, mid plus, let's not forget that. It's really, it's really crazy to navigate through these things. And then like I brought up earlier, like you feel like you're invisible. Like I've been in situations, even with losing 50 pounds, you definitely see how people treat you and you definitely see the type of like attention you'll get. And it's so crazy to see how like some people treat like others based on like their physical features. And it's like, bro, y'all are really stopping yourself from meeting amazing people. Like I've had conversations with people. They're like, wait, we went to school together. I'm like, yes, bitch. You just didn't pay attention because you were probably laughing at me getting bullied or you just were not fucking paying attention. But I know somebody's like, bitch, you need to heal from your past. But this, me talking about this is like, I know this is relatable for somebody growing up in school or even like what they're going through right now. But especially growing up plus size, you had to build a fucking personality. You couldn't just be fucking mediocre and it fucking sucked. In the end, plus size women, you deserve love. Plus size men, y'all deserve love too. If you're plus size, you deserve love. If you're freaking human, you deserve love. But back to the plus size folks, you deserve love. And just realize that even when you step in a room and motherfuckers might not pay attention to you, just realize you're weeding out the bad ones, which I will say that because I've had conversation with friends or even been in that situation where you're the invisible friend. Take it as a compliment that guys at the club are not trying to talk to you. Take it as a compliment. 
because talking to guys at the club it, <laughs> you know what let me not tell people's business right now all i'm gonna say is girl be happy some of them are not talking to you because it's not worth it and don't take it personal don't take it personal because i know some people who love to take it personal when they feel like they're not being like welcomed in the room or they just feel like they're invisible i understand how that feels but then don't take it personal because guess what when you get your moment to shine they're the ones kind of run for your fucking ass and if you related to this regardless of your gender or your size well i'm happy i'm happy you could relate to that but let's get on to the next topic the met gala oh my god like mm, just like how i talked about in the awards the wars episode the met gala hit its peak Y'all didn't have Rihanna there, Zendaya was not there, Beyonce was not there, who else was not there? Lupita Nyong'o was not there, a lot of people were not there. Haley, um, Haley Bailey, Halle Bailey, Haley, I'm sorry, <laughs> the Bailey sisters were not there. A lot of people were not there because guess what, they had to work. They were trying to make their money. Celebrities said, I have to make money, do a leap of the pop queen for the Gen Zers and... The white girls were like, I have to work. I'm on tour. I am not going to be at the Met Gala. Personally, for me, the Met Gala hit its peak after I think when Rihanna wore that um yellow omelet dress. It's no shade. It looked like an omelet, but it was cute. But that's when it hit its peak. The minute they started inviting influencers, the minute you guys let Liza Koshy, James Charles, who else? Emma Chamberlain. Emma Chamber fucking Lind, when the minute you guys let them step into the freaking Met Gala, that shit was already out the door. Whenever you guys involve influencers in certain like aspects of like what's deemed as for celebrities, and I get it, influencers are kind of seen as celebrities, but I don't want to see makeup gurus or even like girls on YouTube who are trying to be relatable but are not relatable at the Met Gala. That's not relatable if that is your type of like sector of YouTube. It's not relatable like we're not checking for the looks the Met Gala nobody even follows the fucking um the fucking theme because guess what they want to have shock factor and be talked about and the sad thing is it's like if you're not a notable name yes you can go in with shock factor but nobody's gonna remember you <laughs> nobody's gonna remember you because there are some people I'm like girl I'm not gonna remember you um I'm not gonna watch your next project that it is what it is and everyone's talking about Kim Kardashian with the whole Marilyn Monroe dress. I was not giving what it's supposed to be giving. I was not impressed. I know a lot of people are talking about how she got rid of her BBL. And it's really sad that now you guys are saying that the BBL trend is over. The BBL trend was never over and it was never it. Like people were getting BBLs even before Kim Kardashian was even relevant. Video Vixens was getting ass shots. They were doing this shit. Even after this whole like BBL is done I'm putting air quotes because I know a certain demographic for them it's done, but for other demographics it's not. They're still gonna get their asses done. They're still gonna get plastic surgery. So I don't know what else to say. It's the it's really sad that you guys are letting a family or like one person negate what the body standards is. No, because th that doesn't make sense. And then we have to deal with body dysmorphia and so many other things like ED and shit like that. Like I need y'all to stop. And if you got a BBL and you want to flaunt it, do what you got to do. I am pro-surgery, but please do it for yourself. 
don't do it for Instagram because I see some of y'all get y'all bodies done and then y'all get mad when you're not even getting more more than like 1k likes. Let's just say the Met Gala was a mess, but you know what? It is what it is. I didn't even know that shit was happening on the 1st of May. I was like, wait, this shit is happening. I thought we had it not too long ago. So you can take what you want. Some people did great. Some people didn't. In the end, the showstoppers were not there because either they're about to give birth to a baby or they got to go make their money or they didn't fucking want to go. Now that we're done with the Met Gala, let's talk about the fact that Black China has lost her lawsuit against the Kardashians. And man, everybody was rooting for Black China. But if you like paid attention to like the court cases and like how the judge was speaking and shit like that. You could already tell the judge was siding with the Kardashians, but I'm not surprised because Kardashians are like connected very well when it comes to law. So I'm not surprised. And also the word China fucked up is when she was fucking testifying and she said she put that freaking gun on Rob's head or whatever she said she did and said it was a joke. Bitch, they're already trying to say you're fucking violent. That's the whole premise of like their side. They're trying to say that you were violent and freaking crazy. Oh my God, but she lost this one, but I know allegedly they're supposed to be, she has another case with Rob, so hopefully she wins that. But then also right after she lost, she posted on Instagram saying that she's gonna do a celebrity boxing match. And I'm not even mad about that. Go make your money. Go do what you have to do. Take that anger and that frustrations from losing that court case out on whatever celebrity you're fighting. But China, if you get washed, I'm sorry. Your mom better go in tag team with you, please. And the last topic we're gonna be talking about is Burner Boy selling out Madison Square Garden. I think this is a very important topic because the last episode we did, we were talking about self-sabotage and we talked about his ex, Steph London, who self-sabotaged her whole fucking career to just be his girlfriend and not level up her fucking career. Steph London, what the fuck were you thinking, bitch? What the fuck were you fucking thinking? Burner Boy sold out Madison Square Garden. I don't know if you guys know, but Madison Square Garden is a huge ass fucking arena in New York City. So if you could sell out Madison Square Garden, you're pretty much set. That is like a major milestone for artists. If, and I think the most important thing, hearing about Burner Boy being the first Nigerian artist to sell out Madison Square Garden and to have a show at Madison Square Garden is very seriously. Like you can actually watch the show on YouTube because he put it on his YouTube channel. And that's why I was surprised they started on time because a lot of people pulled up to the venue around like 10 o'clock, 10.30, thinking Burner Boy was gonna be late. Burner Boy was like, hell fucking no, this is Madison Square Garden. YouTube is also helping out with this shit. I need to be on time. When the show starts at nine, the show's starting at nine. It's not like a fucking club where you're going to be pulling up like three hours later. That's not what it is. It's fucking Madison Square Garden, bitch. I'm not even going to lie. I'm so happy that like he performed at Madison Square Garden and sold out that fucking place and proved to people too is, is that black people do go to concerts because I've noticed there's a narrative when it comes to like certain artists, they love to say, oh, well, we don't see black people in these audiences and shit like that. Hello, the Burner Boy concert. I'm telling you right now, everybody was black. Yes, there was a few white people, but you didn't even notice those motherfuckers. You didn't even notice them because the camera was not even panning in on them anyways. The camera was like, fuck y'all right now. This is not Coachella. This is a Burner Boy concert. But like I said earlier, Steph London, girl, what the fuck were you thinking? You could have been on stage with Burner Boy doing some type of fucking dance and shit like that. But I will say this, Burner Boy really did put on a show. I was very impressed. 
and this is coming from me being a Beyonce fan, but I did not like how some of y'all on fucking Twitter were saying, oh my God, he's the best performer ever, this and that. I'm thinking to myself is, did you guys forget about Michael Jackson? Do you guys forget about Beyonce? Like I could keep naming names, but I'm so happy to see a black international artist sell out fucking Madison Square Garden because we hear so much about international artists selling out shows. But when we think about those international artists, it's usually the Adele's, the Sam Smith's. Like, even when it comes to, like, other sectors and other music genres. So it was nice to see someone who looked like you sell out a fucking show and prove to motherfuckers, yes, bitch, I could sell this shit out too. And I'm making sure everybody in this fucking room looks just like me. All I'm gonna say is congratulations to Burner Boy. I hope this opens the door for many other international artists who are black to sell out Madison Square Garden and tour around the fucking world. It's amazing. And I will say this, I was so happy to see so many people from the black diaspora come to that freaking concert. I was like, okay, this is like the black freaking UN right now. And I love it. Okay, I'm gonna end this episode right here. I'm gonna let you guys live your life and I'm gonna live mine. You can find this podcast on SoundCloud. Where else you can find this shit? You find it on Apple, you can find it on Spotify, you can find it on anywhere on the freaking internet. This podcast has been around since 2016, you guys. It's on the internet. I don't even know if it's on fucking Reddit or Lipstick Alley, but shout out to Lipstick Alley. So I'm gonna go now. We will have an episode next week where we'll be talking about the art of minding your fucking business because <laughs> I don't know what is up with the fucking month of May. Everyone is spilling their information, going through drama, and they want me involved in it. And I'm like, I'm minding my fucking business. So you guys, we'll be back next week. Bye.